You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode number 37. Today we have the beautiful Lonnie Jane. Lonnie is an earthling, a mother, a photographer, a creative artist. Lonnie prides herself on living her passion and thrives on vibrant, simple, healthy living across all aspects of her life. Intuitively guided, Lonnie commits herself daily to be the best version of herself possible. Her passions are all focused around being a mother, earth-loving foods, respect for the world around her, self-love and sharing lifestyle, her lifestyle with others. Lonnie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gemma, for having me. I'm super excited to have this I am too. Thanks so much for like taking the time out to have this chat. Um, To get started, we always kick our podcast episodes off like this. Tell us what day of your cycle you're on and how are you feeling today? Yep. So I'm on day 17. Mm -hmm. So I've just finished um, the ovulation phase, which is my favorite phase of the cycle. Um, I feel best during ovulation i'm super glowy and vibrant during that time never used to really be like that um that's that's come definitely after um, looking after myself and really embracing that that ovulation phase and understanding it um so yeah so i'm day 17 so i'm just past ovulation um in the luteal phase um where my progesterone is starting to rise um which i also love too but used to have major problems with acne at this point in my cycle. Um, yeah, back in the day. So this used to not be a very good time for me. And this is where pain would really start to kick in, um, you know, in this sort of like next two weeks, it would just be, yeah. And all the bloating and all that sort of stuff, but no, feeling great today. Um, had a good sleep and yeah, loving it. Body feels good. Just, Amazing. yeah. Feeling good. Amazing. You are in a really great stage of the cycle. Like day 17 is kind of like it's the transitional period between the ovulation and the luteal phase. I'm going to come back and ask you some questions about you not enjoying this stage of your cycle. But before we do so, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I just get it like I read out your bio and people know a little bit about you, but do they really like know who you are? So tell us what you do. Um, okay, so I'm 31. I've got two kids. Um, Rowdy's five, Polly's three. Um, I've got an amazing fiance, Peter. I live up in the northern um, parts of the Gold Coast in the mountains, um, which is amazing. And I wasn't born and bred up here. I was um, born in Melbourne and yet yeah, sort of transitioned my way up here over time. Just love the warm climate. It, it suits my... Um, just just suits my whole vibe and my body so much better than the cooler climate. I yeah, couldn't really push that any anymore. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever go back to that. Um, I really focus my my time and my energy on how I feel and then that's how I flow from my day to day. So I really focus on what I put into my body um, and what I put out as in my energy to others and into the world. Um, because I really think that that has like a ripple effect and it can um, reflect back to you tenfold. Yeah. So that's why I just sort of flow with, um, with like what, you know, what I'm putting um, in my body. And I like to really focus on educating myself pretty much every day. I always get like triggered by something that I want to learn about and yeah, I just dive deep into it and then I will eventually, um, you know, work on that education and those experiences and then share it with other people. So that's sort of where I'm at now. Obviously, I don't know if you want to touch on where, where it all sort of started yet. Yeah, um, sure. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. So about 10 years ago, um, you know, when I was, when I sort of turned 20, I really started noticing some big changes in my, in my body and my health and my health was really declining. Um, I will touch on lightly like my childhood and stuff. So I was a premature baby um, and um, born a twin to my twin brother, Jack. And um, he was a lot bigger than me, nearly double the size of me. Um, And yeah, I think that being born premature and having to um, compete with another sibling um, for breast milk, and then we were eventually put on formula. But 
Um, I believe I didn't really get the nutrients that I needed from an early age. And I think it kind of set up like my gut health and um, being exposed to a lot of plastics and, you know, formula bottles in the microwave, you know, with the really bad plastics, you know, back 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that they definitely play, played a role in my hormones um, and yet my gut health back then. Um, the way I was sort of raised was, you know, I was the youngest of four, even though I had a twin, I still was always felt like I was the youngest cause I was the smallest and yeah, didn't, didn't have a healthy diet at all. Did not like fruits and vegetables whatsoever. I literally don't remember me eating any fruit, maybe some grapes, but really, really disliked fruit and vegetables. I lived on things like two minute noodles, um, easy Mac, you know, saladas, Vegemite. Saladas are the holes and you squeeze the Vegemite through. You squeeze all like noodles. <laughs> Yeah, and like I put so much like margarine on there, which is just—I mean, I just know how toxic margarine is now. So I can't believe I lived on that stuff like multiple times a day for so many years in my life. But anyway, um, energy. <laughs> yeah, I've grown. Okay, I've grown up, evolved. Um, no, but it is amazing how much you can heal um, from like where you were, and you just, 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 just to understand like where I once was to where I am now like the body is just amazing like it it's always healing I feel like even when you're not thinking about it and you're not trying like the body is doing it um but when you facilitate that healing that's when it really like you can rapidly heal and rapidly grow and evolve into whoever you want to be whoever you know you thought you could be like you can do it and I think with putting that mindset like teaming that mindset up with the natural like healing and evolving that's going on in the human body anyway it just like yeah the trajectory is just it's just there so um yeah so yeah not, not healthy at all growing up uh love the junk food lived on mcdonald's absolutely lived on mcdonald's i had kept them in business <laughs> what's that i said kept them in business oh yeah i definitely kept them in business that's for sure um I'd easily say I ate it seven times a week. It was most daily recurrence. I would, I would eat it. So, um, yeah, I didn't have much, um, rules and stuff set on me as a child. So like, you know, I was always like roaming the streets with my friends or, um, you know, down the shops after school or something. And yeah, I just, I just did what I kind of wanted to do and, yeah, there, I, it wasn't like, you know, you must be home after school at this time and there would be, you know, a plate of food, healthy food there ready for me or anything like that. It was like fend for yourself type of thing. Um, my mum was super busy um, raising the four of us on her own. So she had, you know, had lots of jobs to try and um, keep us all afloat with a roof over our head, which I appreciate. And she's amazing for that. Um, in terms of learning about hormones and periods and stuff as well, nothing. I didn't know a single thing. And I had two older sisters. And when I got my period, I was like, what is this? <laughs> How old were you when you got your period? I was, I was t- just before my 12th birthday. Mm. So I think I was 11. Yeah. Oh, wow. I yeah. love asking that question at the, the like women retreat days that I run and we go around the yeah. room and everyone shares. And there's from like, seven, eight, 10, like I was 15 and a half. Like every woman is so dramatically different. So I love asking that question, but what was it like for you? So you were like, what the hell is this thing? Yeah, I didn't didn't understand it. I didn't know why, Um, you know, I was only just talking about this literally this week because I was like, why didn't my (laughs) mum explain this to me a little bit more? Like, I remember once, like um, when I was really young, I I have no idea what age, but she had obviously gone to the toilet and she had a period and I saw it. And like, I felt like that was the perfect time to explain it to me. But like, she didn't say anything and she just flushed the toilet. And I was like, and I just remember feeling so confused back then. Like, what, what? Like, she's bleeding? Like, is she okay? Is she dying? (laughs) And even now, um, you know, my daughter Polly is three, but I try and explain it, like, really softly, really gently because I want her to know and I want her to understand what it is. And um, there's an amazing lady, Barbara O'Neill, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of her. Mm -hmm. Um, She's she's an Aussie 
and she's, she's seriously amazing the way that she talks about hormones and um, teaches about hormones. And she calls um, like the period a blood nest. And I, and this is how she um, explained it to her children and, you know, about like a blood nest and that it's, it's like literally building like a nest for like for an egg. Um, just like a bird would build a nest, you know, to lay their eggs and nurture their eggs and keep them warm. Um, but if the body doesn't obviously impregnate, then that blood nest falls away. And that's what a period is. It's the blood nest falling away. And I just, I thought that that was just the perfect way to, um, to explain it, you know. And so I'm sort of starting to talk to Polly now about, you know, cause she'll see like, she's three. She's literally sometimes like sits on my lap when I'm on the toilet, you know, she just can't get away from me, um, which I love to, but and she, yeah, every question is why, why, like, what is this? What is that? Such and an inquisitive age, isn't it? So inquisitive. And I think if I just ignore it and didn't tell her what the period was. And, and I think, cause I'm triggered by like when I was young with seeing my mum, you know, in the toilet, uh, with the blood in the toilet, then she didn't explain it to me. And I was confused about that for so many years. Like, I don't want Polly to be confused. So, you know, I'm like, this is called a period. And, you know, every woman has a period. And when you get older, you will also have one too. And then she was like, oh, okay. And that's kind of it, like where it's sort of at. Um, you know, if she sees me with any um, pads or anything, she's like, are you wearing a nappy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. I'm like, yeah, well, this is like, and a woman's like woman's nappy. Sometimes we wear them like, you know, once a month and sometimes to go to bed and just like sometimes if you had to when you were young and she's like, okay, <laughs> off she runs. I think it's yeah. hilarious that kids at that age and Polly's so freaking cute. Like they just have no filter. Like I even, um, like I have a beautiful neighbor and her almost three-year-old was over helping me make a smoothie on the kitchen bench and I was dancing to some music, like I put on like the Moana soundtrack and I'm dancing around and I'm shaking my bum. She's like, not your fanny, Gemma. <laughs> I was like, what? There's this no filter. So I think that's yeah. great that you share. Um, but like talking about menstrual products and pads, like what is your menstrual product of choice? Because I know that you love living a sustainable lifestyle and it's a big passion of mine. Um, but yeah. what are your products, like your go-to uses for your period? Yeah, well, I'm still, I'm actually really keen to try the, you know, all these new underwear that are coming out. Um, because personally, I'm not super keen about inserting anything. But in saying that, I haven't found a cup that I really like mm. that fits well and that I'm like in a flow with, you know what I mean? So um, organic cotton pads is just something that I like always have felt really comfortable with. Um, I've never like really out like spoken about this. So it's a little bit interesting, but what I tend to do is like when I get my periods, my periods normally come like at night, they don't really, they're not really there. You know, when I'm laying down, they're kind of just chilling. But as soon as I wake up, you know, as soon as you stand up, it's like, hello, you know, which is fine. Mm. instead of feeling like for me, um, kind of like plugging it, I would rather let it flow. Mm. So jump in the shower and, you know, just kind of like move around just like if you like it, like it's like a little bit of like a yoga shower type of thing and you get your body moving and flowing and you really like move your pelvis around and I feel like most of the blood for the day can actually just um, release out into the water and, and down the drain. And then I'm not sort of like feeling like I'm just trying to plug it all day and like stop the flow because I feel like mm. periods are like, and the cycle is all about being in the flow. Yes. So just let it flow, like let it release. That's what it wants to do, um, you know, and you by yourself in the shower, like just, and be like, be with it. Like, let, like, look at it, look at what the blood is doing and what the color of it and kind of admire the blood. Like that's the lifeblood in your body. That's what builds a baby. If you were to be preg pregnant and I don't know, like I just, that's how I sort of view it now compared to being like, Oh, that's gross. Um, like I, you know, cause I just always felt like we were really taught to like, you know, plug it and, and hide it and not, not kind of deal with it and just let it be like it, you have to do it every month. So be comfortable with it coming out of your body and like, just, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I, how I sort of um, let the periods just be in flow. It, it's kind of like 
out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. They're like, that, oh, that doesn't happen. It, everyone knows it happens, but it doesn't really happen. Yeah, but it doesn't really happen. And, like, I don't know, I just think blood, like, blood is, is beautiful. It's what our bodies thrive with. You know, if we didn't have blood, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be here. So, um, and I think the integrity of the blood says a lot about the health of the body. So, and we don't, a lot of people don't get to see their own blood you know, but we do as women, we get to see it every single month and it does change. Like if you're not healthy or you've got something going on and it's really thick and gooey and like um, really dark or it's got clots in it and stuff like that, I think they're the things you should be looking out for. Mm-hmm. And the like more that we are educated and we, we understand what it should be or what it, you know, your little signs to look out for, then we know we have, um, you know, you can make more connection with what's going on inside. Exactly. It's funny. I like to refer to your period or your menstruation, like your monthly health check as a woman, Yeah. because the color of your blood says a lot about your health, the texture, how it flows out of you, the feeling, the emotions you experience whilst you're bleeding. And I love that you do the little, the little dance. It's funny. I, grew up just wearing a tampon because that's, I was a swimmer and that's, you just keep training, keep doing triathlons, keep like competing and just like plug it, no worries. But I I love bleeding out. Mm. And that's where I find a cup is really helpful now. Um, There's a really great Instagram account called put a cup in it. And I, they've been on the podcast and I've interviewed them. They're from the States, but I never knew this long. There's a, there's different shapes, sizes, and fits. And there's like a fitting guide to a cup. Yeah. And then you can like different ways to measure your cervix so that you can find the right cup fit for yourself. For me, I think cups are great because if I'm going out, I can wear a cup yeah. and then I'm not actually adding to waste. Whereas when I'm at home, I love to just bleed yeah. and see the color and feel it come out of me. And my Ayurvedic doctor actually said that, you're not just detoxifying through your menstrual, like your menstrual discharge. You're actually detoxing through like the the walls of the vaginal canal. Like you're entirely detoxing. And if there's something on the walls, then you're kind of blocking it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's very, very interesting. But thanks for sharing. I love all of those details. Um, and it's funny, a lot of people in the Well Women Academy that I teach, a lot of women are really scared of using pads because... Yeah of the smell or they feel like, you know, when kids are walking and they have that, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of women are scared. They're like, people are going to hear that I'm wearing a pad. Oh, Um, I think when you get the right one, like, and I think, well, you know, yeah, I I guess you have to sort of try and find the right one. Like, it's like, it's the same as cups and tampons. Like you're not going to find, like, it's not a one size fits all and depending on the flow, but in terms of like how you just mentioned smell, I think that, like, I have no issue with with smell of my periods whatsoever, but I have also um, dealt with um, HPV and stuff in the past and having issues with vaginal health Mm. um, just from just being super unhealthy internally and, like, it affects all parts of your body and it's going to affect the vagina. And the smell of your discharge too. No, it does. And it it changes, like, if your periods smell, you should be, like, maybe looking further into like why it's why it has a smell i think anything like it's just like an infection like if you have an infection we have something and it's and it has an odor there's there's an that's that's like a fair sign that there is some type of infection or bacteria Mm. or something growing um which you know or something just stagnant like stagnant fluids stagnant tissue stagnant built-up of tissue um, and because there's so many hormones in that area and stuff too, like if you've got, you know, an, an imbalance with like your estrogen and or your progesterone, which is so easy to do. Um, yeah. And if you're not having proper periods and those periods are really sitting, um, you know, and not fully draining out or because you're not sort of allowing it to. Um, yeah, definitely think twice about if there is a smell to periods because it just it just shouldn't. And I think too with like, a lot of pads because they're synthetic. They're like, if you wear synthetic clothing and maybe you, you know, I tend to sweat quite a lot. Like I've got really open pores, you know, from 
using um, infrared saunas and doing a lot of skin cleaning and, and lymphatic movement and stuff over the years that I can just sweat easily. And we live in a warm climate up here, obviously. But if I wear synthetic clothing, I can notice that I could get a body odor. But if I wear natural cottons or linens or something, then I won't get it. So if you're putting a synthetic pad on or a synthetic like tampon that has other chemicals and synthetic fibers in it, it just it just like triggers the, the response of the bacteria and then you're going to get the odor. So yes. maybe if you have an odor, try and switch it up to something more organic or try the cups. Um, but try the, sh- you know, I don't know. I guess I've never really asked like what people do. Like do they do a little dance in the shower? But I just think it's the best thing like when you wake up in the morning because that's, for me, that's when my flow is like heavier. So mm. just I just get straight in the shower, like do some stretches and just move that part that like that area, the pelvis area of your body. And, and just, it's, you know, you can kind of imagine like the walls are moving and just allowing like, you know, that bloodness to flow out. And, and then I feel like the periods are shorter because I'm not like blocking, blocking, blocking. I'm just letting it flow. So my periods are only like, you know, really like two, three days of like a good flow. And then it's, pretty much gone i love you like everything you just shared something i want to say for the listeners is that anything that you experience that you would complain about or you would say when someone says oh how's your day been you're like, oh, i've had really bad back pain so if you're complaining or bringing it up in conversation it's not normal <laughs> it's normal to feel healthy and to feel light and I love the dance one because it's like a womb awakening. It's like you're communicating to your womb that it's ready to release. And there's a lot of womb awakening dances that you can do, which is like rhythmic, slow movement, which is most likely what you're doing in the shower, which I think is amazing. Well, it's it's just like a bit of a wet, like I kind of guess I'd do it anyway. um, If I were to have a shower in the morning or I like to, not that my mornings are really, you know, so many people ask me like, what's your morning routine? Like, it's not really my routine. It's I my have two like, children. <laughs> they just rip the blankets off me and they're like, I'm hungry. Like, you know, let's, I want to play, you know? So it's not like, oh, I'm ready to, you know, Zen and like do a meditation and have my lemon water in the sun. Like, it's just not, I, I like I'm, my life is definitely not like that. So um, whenever I, if I'm just in the shower quick, like I just do a stretch, you know, I'm really stretching my back out and my neck out and like moving my body around. And I, I've had back issues for a long time because I, I'm a creative and I spend a lot of time in the zone on computers or in art, you know, or whatever it is that I've got, I have back issues and posture problems. So, but you know, I really try and counteract that with yoga and stretching and, Mm and things like that. So most days, honestly, when I get in the shower, I just do it. I just think a shower for me, a shower is just like being in a sauna. It's like, it's a space. It's a box that you can just release, wash away, like refresh, restart. And you don't have to, um, you know, you don't have to like go and spend like 5,000 or whatever on a sauna just to be in a box on your own. Like you've got, everyone has a shower set your products up, like get your really, you know, your nice stuff that you can just look after yourself. It's 10 minutes of self-love that you can do every single day. Like most people shower every day. If you don't do it every day, that's cool. Do it every second. Whenever you do it, when you get in that shower, don't just be like, you know, just take the time to like just be with yourself and move around. Like, I don't know. I think I'm like into yoga, yoga. Shower yoga. It's a thing. It's a thing. Maybe that's what it's called, shoga. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh yeah. my god, that's but it's it's true. Like a lot of my friends and my family, they think I'm like the stretching Nazi because you know, I'll stretch whilst with my legs up the wall in like a wild wide V whilst I'm working on my computer. I'm like, I work at a desk. Like yeah. I guess there's standing desks, but why not? stretch your glutes or stretch your back or drain your lymphatic system whilst you're doing the things you're passionate about and yeah. um, try shower yoga. <laughs> oh yeah. Sugar. Sugar. Get into the sugar. Yeah. I just think, you know, cause everyone's like, everyone's just got the, we've all got a million excuses of why we can't do things. And like time is, 
time is just always feels limited. And the more things you add and kids and family and friends and relationships, like it's just so easy to be like, I don't have time. I don't have time. But just look where you do have time on your own. And like a shower is perfect. Like, cause yes, most people that are parents also shower with their kids, but you can still stretch around and, you know, just any time, just put 10 minutes into it. Even if you're cooking, like bend over the bench and like try and reach as far as you can. And, um, you know, think about your spine, like think about it just like just stretching out, just like if you do yoga or get to a yoga class. If you haven't done it, like don't be scared. It's, you know, everybody's at their own level, at their own pace and no one's looking around going, oh, they can't do this or they can't do that. It's like you're just in your own zone. Put a little bubble around you like, and just do it and just get your body moving, stretching. It's just, it's, I, I couldn't speak like more highly of the benefits internally, externally, mentally as like what yoga can do for your body. I personally love Bikram. I love hot yoga because I just love the heat, mm. you know, corners and stuff like that. But, and I feel like, cause my time is limited just with all the family commitments and everything that, whatever I'm doing, I want it to be like super maximized. So Bikram is that for me. I feel like I get like a sauna with a stretch, with yoga, with full focus on myself, like a self-love, self-care, because you can't think about anything else when you're trying to hold those postures while sweating. Or you're, you're full flat on your face. It's happened yeah. to me a number of times, yeah. As soon as you lose that focus, like you cannot hold those poses and especially because you're like dripping with sweat you are slippery and hot and like you're not thinking about your breath you know it's a lot so um it's a presence practice it's so like you really if you're not present you got something else going on like it'll either help you or it will amplify what you need to deal with yeah or bring it up and show you which is such a fantastic thing so yep. juicy, Lon. Now, I would love for you to um, to share a little bit about, which at the start you talked about the luteal phase and how this was like one of the most challenging phases for you. And we do have four phases of the cycle and this is the inner autumn phase. Um, I know just before we jumped on and started recording the podcast, um, I mentioned about the four seasons and you didn't know about the four different seasons of our cycle. Yep. So I'll quickly just explain them now. But our menstruation time is our inner winter. This is the time that we get to turn in. I like to think of it like a bear in a cave or ancestrally it could be referred to as like the red tent where you're really turning inward. And this is a time of intuition and like inward searching and releasing. And then inner spring is your creative time, your follicular phase, which is your estrogen is building towards ovulation. And then you ovulate. I call this the Beyonce phase <laughs> where you're just like, hello boys or whatever your gender yeah. preference is. Um, and then you transition into inner autumn and inner autumn is that phase where you're a little bit depressed because summer's finished and you don't really want winter to come, but winter's coming regardless. And you're like in this luau and it's the most challenging season for most women. So tell us about your luteal experience. Yeah. Um, well, personally at the moment, I'm really not having any issues with this phase. I did though which is what I mentioned before so Mm -hmm. this phase for me which I think for for most for for a lot of people who have issues with their periods is like this PMS phase which Mm -hmm. is this phase and it can really go on for two weeks before the you know before you actually get your period so um I used to have terrible issues with acne on my face um, mainly on my face, but I also had it on my chest and my back. And in this phase was when it was the worst. Um, I had really low progesterone. So it just, my body just didn't have the progesterone to build in this phase to build like the wall, you know, the, the uterus, uterus lining. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, it was just really struggling. And then I had intense cravings. Um, my salt cravings were so through the roof that I would just eat hot chips every day. And then I would blow up like a puffer fish because I had issues with water retention. So it was like two weeks, you know, before my period in this phase was like, was just horrific. And then I would get pains because I probably didn't eat very well because I was so emotional for no apparent reason, just feeling like the world was going to end and oh, may as well just eat that and may as well just do this because 
I look like shit because my skin is just completely broken out and painful. I'm bloated and look nine months pregnant. Um, you know, so you get in a really bad cycle and then your period finally comes and then you're like, oh, you got to deal with that because the pains that come with that. And then when it's finally over, you, I, for me, I felt like I used to get like, a, like it was like a week and a half to two weeks of like, okay, like I was okay. And then it would just start again. And it would just, it was just this cycle over and over. Um, so it's great to be where I'm at because it, you know, when you go through years of being in that constant cycle of having a week to two weeks off, feeling like you're not breaking out, you're not bloated, you know, you're not craving, but then you know that it's coming again, mm. you know. So um, it feels really good to be to be where I'm at and just really loving my cycles and not really having any issues whatsoever. Um, even like my, you know, I've spoken a lot about, you know, if any of my um followers are listening that you know i speak about minerals quite a bit and mineral imbalances and stuff and how they can affect the body and they did affect me for a really long time especially when in terms of my salt cravings um and fixing that up um has just skyrocketed my health um because i'm not i don't have to cave into those cravings anymore even if it was healthy like but i would still overdo it on the salt because my, it was the only way that my body knew where to get the minerals. Mm. Um, so really, point. really balancing that out and, you know, getting my zinc, um, you know, zinc is so tied with fertility that it's extremely important for the body. And so many people are deficient in zinc, um, especially with the amount of heavy metal exposure that we have in the environment today and um, even in our foods and in the soils and stuff like that. So um, and we don't have enough minerals in our food. So it just becomes more and more prominent because we're not feeding our bodies with the minerals and then it just becomes more and more depleted and we get all these hormone problems and emotional and mental, like mental health these days I feel like is so tied to heavy metals and lack of minerals. Um, so in terms of the phase that I'm in and my cycles at the moment, um, zinc and minerals has definitely helped me tenfold in in getting my cycles regular no pain no cravings and when i say no cravings it doesn't mean that like i'm still in tune and i'm still intuitively eating but it's not like a craving is like so when a craving is so intense that you it, you feel like you can't control it and you must you must eat that thing or do that thing you know, that, that's when your body needs to, you need to recheck and like get things back in balance. Mm. So, um, yeah, I still intuitively eat. Like if I might feel like more salty foods or something sweet, like I can still do that, but it's not, I'm not overdoing it, which is where the problems, you know, come from when you overdo most things. Mm. Um, yeah. Or if you're, so, or if you're eating emotionally, because I know a lot of, a lot of the times like, with your body and the, the hormone levels emotionally at that stage of your cycle, so the luteal phase or in autumn, if you refer to it as that, is that you literally have gone through a loss of an egg that probably hasn't been conceived. So you, you're going through this emotional stress and trauma. And then all of a sudden your progesterone rises as your estrogen is dropping. And then it all of a sudden drops all the way down to like no hormones hardly at all when you menstruate. It's literally the roller coaster phase. And if you're not fully balanced in your lifestyle and intuitive with yourself, that's when all of a sudden you open the bag of chips unconsciously, your hand's searching for the last chip in the bottom of the packet, but it's all gone. And you're like, did I just eat that whole freaking bag? Because you're not connected and listening to yourself. And yeah. you're emotionally eating because you're not being present, which is like presence at yoga. Um, it's but all I think too, irrelevant. just with the amount of like hormonal um, disruptors and stuff that we are faced with these days, mm. it, it's so hard to be. It's I, I feel personally, it's hard to be intuitive and let that let that intuition rise and actually hear it and hear that inner voice when you're faced with hormonal imbalance mineral imbalances vitamin deficiencies because there's no matter like how much you can try and talk yourself into i don't need that uh no i'm not going to do that but like if you've got these things going on in your body 
it's like it it just doesn't feel like you have the control so tell us on i have another question how do you eat in tune for your cycle if you eat in tune for your cycle do you mix up um, your food from season to season like um like phase to phase within your own menstrual cycle yes well i think in learning about this whole season within the cycle um 100% because I actually eat in terms of this, the different seasons and because I think it's just natural that we feel like different things when it's different temperatures and climate um, and environments that you're in because I also lived in Melbourne like I know that like living in a cold climate I don't feel like waking up and eating a watermelon you know so because it's freezing and I have to sit over the heater or for a big you know litre smoothie like I have to sit over the heater because it's so cold um, so I think definitely I definitely intuitively eat to the season of my cycle um it's not really i don't know exactly what i do in each of those phases or seasons in the cycle but i definitely mix it up depending on how i feel mm. and i know that i go through um, times of feeling like you know maybe right at the very start of my cycle just like when i was pregnant all i wanted to do was eat like citrus and like orange and lemons and limes and like so I people you know follow my Instagram I love lemon rind on everything like fresh papaya with uh, I've got a lemon tree here with a fresh rind of lemon on it is like seriously amazing to me and fresh lemon on salads and I just sort of go through that phase and then I'm like yeah I kind of don't feel like that anymore I might want like a little bit of olive oil you know during more like the but just before ovulation you know my body just wants the fats a little bit more so maybe I want some more avocados um but also in saying that I've just recently brought in oysters into my diet um this was a very intuitive decision that I went with and if you want more info on that you can go onto the post that I did about it but um I didn't I just recently spoke about this, that I had a six week break of voices, didn't feel like them. Um, but I'm noticing that just before my cycle, I crave oysters. I just, just before menstruation? No, just before like a new, the new cycle. So before you start menstruating? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I just, I just really, I just really feel like them. And then I'm like, oh, and because oysters are so, connected with the moon and the moon mm -hmm. that I'm like of course and I mean if you look at an oyster a lot of people say it looks like a vagina like it's mm -hmm. you know <laughs> um and yeah they're very tight like back in you know um ancient history the way that they would talk talk about oysters and write about oysters is how tied they are with um fertility and um it just all makes sense to me so nutrient-packed too Nutrient for, for like the minerals and things that you were just mentioning before, right. which is needed for a healthy premenstrual phase and menstruation. Yep. And I, I mean, in terms of oysters, like they're absolutely packed with zinc um, and iron in particular, because obviously we lose a lot of blood during a cycle, which we lose a lot of iron, which is the heme iron in our blood. And that's really important to replace that. Like how many people do we know that have iron deficiencies and iron problems? Like it's just, I feel like every second woman I talk to, I've got iron deficiency, you know, and they're eating red meat and they're eating all of these things. But, you know, that's a whole, that's a whole other subject in terms of absorption and things like that. But yes, oysters, um, oysters are amazing and, and they really feed my body personally. And I think that more women should we should we should touch on the whole oyster thing and really look into it. I'm going to write more about it because um, I'm really passionate about it now and and just how much that they've helped my health and and you know just tapping into that intuitive feeling and just feeling like it was right, but actually following through with it. You know, after being plant based vegan for eight years and feeling like so many people have that label of me. Um, branching out and doing what I intuitively felt was right, you know, it's empowering and especially when you reap the results of it and you're like, I knew that that was right. I knew that that's what I was supposed to do. Like, So, um, yeah, the oysters um, and, you know, sometimes like allowing myself treats and allowing myself time to 
be like, it's okay. Like if I want to have some ice cream or, you know, cause I don't normally eat that stuff on a daily basis. One, cause I don't feel like it. And two, cause it's just not that healthy when you eat it regularly, but just like allowing, allowing space to be like, it's okay. And especially if you are feeling a little bit down in your cycle during some phase, depending on, you know, the person and which cycle, which phase that is. Um, yeah. Just being like, I can have, you know, this tree, I can have some chocolate, I can have some ice cream, but just like being aware that mm. you've made that conscious choice and you're not, you're not doing it to like fill a void or not deal. Such a great point. Or anything like that. Just like love it and accept it and just be like, this is, this is for pleasure. Or like, if you're going to choose the chocolate, like get the healthy chocolate, get the good stuff that if you do eat enough of it, that like you're going to be okay. And you're not going to feel then guilty and then start a negative cycle of a downward spiral pretty much of like, Oh, well, I just ate that entire block. So may as well eat another one or, you know, Oh, now I've got, bad skin because I just say that oh, I'm just going to do it just going to keep going you know so I think just having that awareness but allowing yourself to do those things and don't feel guilty about it like make the good choices be aware and yeah just be in flow with it and be conscious around your decision making I think it's they're all such beautiful topics we could talk about this stuff for ages I'm really cautious of time though because I know we've been chatting for a while um but Lon I have loved having you on the podcast now is there anything else you'd love to share before I ask you a final question um I don't oh god there's always so much to talk about and things to cover um but yeah I don't know if anyone wants any more information like I do write up about this stuff heaps in my books in bloom especially um and you know just in my captions on my instagram page and stuff but other than that no i think maybe we can do another podcast down the track of and ask people what they want to hear but i think this has been fun and i definitely think we've covered um, a lot of topics and ones that will trigger plenty of people to maybe go on and research further into into their own health Mm, and take take action it just goes to show i feel along with your story that no matter where you are with your health is that you can't change the past, but you can take action in the present. And so therefore your future can be different based on how you act in the present. Yeah. And Um, just to touch on that, maybe like about stuff, like I've had um, HBV, HBV, and I've had, um, you know, terrible candida problems. I had abnormal cervical cells, which I was supposed to have surgery on, but never did it. Um, you know, I've had two natural pregnancies um, that were amazing. You know, I got my period back within three weeks after having both of the children. Like that, that it just pr- like I'm just trying to say that because it's like I overcome those things, especially like you know, because we're sort of honing down on um, like fertility and things like that. That like I had a lot of issues in those areas, and I was told that I was going to struggle having children especially with the abnormal cells or that if I didn't get them you know burnt off and that that I would have that they would grow and I would get cervical cancer so but I really took reins in my own health there and you know I'm not telling listeners that like you must do it on your own but I think just knowing that and understanding that you can take control of your health and you can do so many things to help yourself at home and home remedies that you don't necessarily have to only do what what the doctors are telling you to do. And if you're consistent with that journey and just always, always thinking about like what's going to be better for your body and that you can eventually get there and fix, you know, those issues that seem so internal and so hidden that, you know, that you can fix them up. And yeah, I'm just an example of that. So, Mm. you know, I've, Cups me years later, years later, and no issues, no abnormal cells, no problems. Like you know, obviously two great pregnancies, great full term birth. So, um, yeah, hope is out there. There, it, it totally is, and two two beautiful, very healthy children. Yeah, yeah, awesome. which is which is a great creation of yours. Um, all right, so final question for you. Yeah, is what are three guiding tips that you wish that you learned when you started menstruating that you now know so three tips that you might give to your younger menstruating self um three tips well i kind of want to give 
those tips to like parents and government, um, you know, education systems, because I feel like we need to, we really need to learn more about it in school. That's what I'm working on. Good. <laughs> That's amazing. Too much sex ed, not enough period ed. That's my focus. Sex ed. I didn't, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I guess all schools are different too, but even that was, was definitely not enough um, in terms of sex and sexual health and, and the way sexual health can really determine the health of like your fertility, mm. um, especially if you were to catch um, any STDs or diseases and things like that, like how much it does affect fertility and having children and, and sorts of things like that. But yeah, definitely tips is like, if you're not going to get the education from your parents or your teachers, you must seek it from someone who knows um, and someone who's willing to share that information. So, you know, great one is Google, um, but dive deep into Google and don't just watch, you know, or read one thing that comes up first, like really get into it and, and seek the truth. And when you see enough of it sort of over and over, like when you dig deep, you'll know that that's that that's where the truth resides. So um, another one is explore your own body and question yourself and question your body and like seek those answers and just, just be just naturally curious about like, Oh, like why is, so what is a period? Why is it happening? What's the purpose of it? Like, look into this you know those different phases and seasons of the cycle and understand like why the hormones come in um i mentioned barbara o'neill before but she's got a really good video on youtube where um it's like a lecture and she draws it out on the whiteboard and she kind of talks about the hormones as a dance and like who comes in who's like the main dancer and stuff like that which is just helpful when you use different analogies to explain hormones that you probably wouldn't really remember or they seem confusing. So if you think about think about them as like roles and the roles that they play as like actors in a cycle, in a show, um, that really helped me understand it. So, And that's something I wish I watched when, watched when I was a teenager in, in high school. I feel like that should be played in like every high school, you know. Worldwide. But, but I mean, even now, like this stuff needs to be taught as, as early as primary school because with all of these chemical exposures and environmental exposures to metals and toxins and plastics and um, hormone disruptors that girls are getting their periods at eight in as young as seven these days, which is, and crazy fact too long that will probably surprise you if you haven't heard this, that women as young as 18 are becoming menopausal. Yeah. Which is really scary. It's like devastating. And, you know, I've got a daughter and, I'm just, I'm always just thinking about that stuff and like, yeah, I just think more awareness needs to be around, especially plastics. I think that it just needs to be spoken about more how much they mimic um, our hormones and especially estrogen. And that, I mean, plastic is just one thing and then you bring the other chemicals into it and we've just got this dominance of, um, of hormone disruptors and, yeah, we just it, the issues are endless. So it's, I think, just like more awareness as in primary, even like primary schools, like even if you have to separate the girls a little bit, but I think the boys need to understand like what's going on for them to respect it. And yeah, I don't totally know. agree. Yeah, so I really agree. I think just seeking seeking the education on it. If it's not from your parents, teachers, then go and do it yourself because the earlier you learn about it and the more you understand your body from an earlier age, just the easier I think life is mm. and you don't have to fight against yourself and you don't have to fight your period every month. Like just be with it. Like it's, it's supposed to be there. It brings life into this world. You might not love your periods when you're 12, but you know, if you just constantly treat them badly and just, you know, you might be facing fertility problems when you're 25 and you might get that really awkward um, conversation from your GP or your gynecologist that like, I'm really sorry, but you can't have children, you know, cause you're facing PCOS and you're facing cervical abnormal cells and you have to get it burnt five times before you even think about having kids. So mm. I think just like having the respect around it, but the awareness is where it, where it starts. And don't accept things as normal to be normal. Yeah. It's common, but doesn't mean that it's normal. Just because all, all your friends are having painful periods doesn't mean that your period 
is also going to and have to be painful and then that's normal. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty normal though. Hey, like um, painful periods. Like I I just, I'm like, I, I don't think, I think that nature and like, you know, our designer and our creator is, is not silly. They would not do that to us every month. It's not for that purpose to feel like a burden and, um, and now like obviously cleaning up my cycle and really getting my body in balance and just going, Oh, it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be bad at all. Like some days, like if I'm not really tracking my cycle, like on point every day, cause I don't really need to as much anymore. I look at the ovulation and stuff, obviously, cause I've got a partner and you know, I've already had two surprises <laughs> with the kids. So, um, that all came after I, uh, before I started tracking my cycle too. So mm. Um, lost my train of thought, but just, just the awareness, just the awareness of it. And, you know, ask questions like, and if it's not your mom, ask your auntie, like ask your teacher, like whatever it is, just be like, I just think that it's good to ask. And sometimes GPs don't necessarily give you the answers that you need. And especially as a young girl, if you're a lot of GPs are males and and a lot of them are females too, but they still don't know much about fertility and fertility awareness and like how the body should flow. They're just like, they're the same. They're kind of like block it, block it, block it, you know? So yeah. They're just different modalities and, you know, they don't know about eating in tune with your cycle, the way that movement affects your cycle, your emotions that affect your cycle. It's just, there's nothing I feel a lot of people say, oh, well, doctors are terrible because the doctor just said go on the pill. The doctor only knows what the doctor knows. Exactly. So if they're not giving you an answer that you're looking for or the support you're needing, find it somewhere else. Like there's so many great resources online, just like you were saying, Lon, like in schools, teachers, parents. Yeah. Um, there's period coaches like me out there now. There's programs. There's so yeah, much you can learn. Um, (laughs) but yeah ask for help so Lon thank you so much for being on the podcast I've loved having you and sharing all of your beautiful insights and even your um your shower yoga I think that's fantastic um but thank you so much I can't wait to have you back and um I know our listeners have loved it too well thanks Gemma thanks for having me it's been a good combo and I look forward to the next one amazing me too have a great day you too Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode Share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle. 